1: in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: dukes and bell sports radio 92.9 the game our buddy mark slayer stink host of the stinking truth podcast brought to you by old spice uh, Stink, first of all, happy holidays to you and your family. Hope you had a, a good Christmas. Man, what the what the hell was that on Sunday from this offense? You <laughs> called the game, and all of a sudden, you know, Falcons scored 29 points. It's a season high, Stink, and I'm going, like, like, what? what's the deal here? Was there anything different that you've seen, and you've done a bunch of these games this season?
3: Yeah, anything different. I mean, obviously, they stayed on schedule. They didn't mm-hmm. turn the ball over, especially in critical moments. Um, You know, and and Taylor Heineke made some really tight window, like just big boy, not afraid throws. I mean, that's really the biggest difference is completing those balls. And I always say this about the NFL versus college, like what is completely covered in college is wide open in the NFL. And it takes time to learn that, and obviously Des Ritter has struggled with those things. And um, and and Dez has really struggled. Where his his most difficult time uh, that he has had is getting off the front side stuff. You know, when that stuff is covered, because if it's open and your first receiver and your progression is open on the front side, then he'll rip it. And he can, I mean, he's accurate and he can really let it eat. But when he has to turn from that front side to that backside read. That's where he loses accuracy that's where he loses timing that's where he loses the confidence and that's where a lot of the you know the miss throws and the mishaps happen so you know a, a lot of that stuff to me was just the, the fact that Heineke played really well and and just drove the ball there's a couple that that could have been picked you know a couple that were really tight, but I appreciate the fact that he played fearlessly and then the the combination of the way they use their running backs um, is something they've wanted to do all season long but really haven't been able to get to it simply because they haven't been able to convert, they haven't been able to do those things because of the quarterback play. So um, that's what that offense was supposed to look like from day one. And unfortunately, you know, they they still have an opportunity to get in the playoffs, obviously, but unfortunately they probably ought to have ten wins right now. Right. Um, the way they're constructed. And that's the you know, that's the part you look at and go, what could have been? Because there's no question in my mind that they should have, you know, ten, eleven wins maybe.
4: If the NFC South is on television, Mark Schlereth is calling the game. He joins us right now on the WadeFord.com hotline. Yeah, Mark. I was like, whose cereals did I take a piss in? Like, why, why do I? In the NFC
3: South. Like, can I get can I get something else around here? That's just, it's just the way it worked out this year. I-, and I got the Giants. I got like six Giants games a couple of years ago. That was like that was like absolute brutal torture. Uh, I think Joe Judge was the coach. I was like, "Oh, good. I got to go meet with Joe Judge again." Like, "Oh, god." Uh, and he, anyhow, yeah, sometimes it's just uh, you yeah, know, just the way it works out. Sometimes I'm though. just poking
4: the bear, man. Just poking oh, the bear. Hey, man, around the league, uh, I was telling Carl. I, I mean, I can't remember seeing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs looking so stymy that we ever we talked about their lack of playmakers. But what, what do you look at when you see just how weird it's gotten there with just that offense?
3: Well, I'm telling you what, the Raiders just kicked their ass. That yep. was That's that's what I saw. I mean, you saw a physical team mm. that got punched in the mouth and didn't have an answer for it, you know, I mean, or a, a team that just totally got out physical and, and, like, that, to me, never goes in and out of style. It's kind of like what happened last night to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Now, you, you turn the ball over that many times, you're going to, you know, you're going to give up points and stuff. So that game was probably, should have been a lot closer than it was, but, uh yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs, they they don't have an answer for that. You know, and it's it's amazing. Um when you're kind of a skilled finesse team and you've just been more skilled than everybody else and um and you've been able to get away with not being as physical, that's one thing. But all of a sudden when some of those skills kind of you know, dissipate and you lose some of those players and those playmakers and all of a sudden um, you get thumped a little bit, you don't have an answer for it. And, you know, one of the things I've always said about playing, and this just goes back to my experience with playing, and, um, you know, when you're out of sync, out of rhythm as an offense, it's really hard to throw yourself back into a rhythm. Um, to me, what you have to be able to do and what really works is condense formations, getting two tights, two backs, you know, 22, 21 personnel, 12 personnel, whatever, whatever you're kind of, form of base heavy is mm-hmm. and just I mean just absolutely thunder punch people in the face right and then all of a sudden you get them out of those shell coverages you get them you mm-hmm. you make them commit to stopping you in the run and that's where you get those easy one-on-ones on the outside because you get a single high safety look and and you know it's always one of those things man we used to get offended um in my time here in Denver with Mike Shanahan if somebody tried to play shell on us well, it was like it, it was offensive to Mike Shanahan Hmm. he'd be like how dare you try and, and beat us or try and manage our offense with a shell we are going to beat the living piss out of you <laughs> and like that's that's how we operated and then you know you then you get in a bunch of single high looks and then you could take you know those double the double move shots and things like that so um you know unfo- and, uh, to me it's an unfortunate aspect of the way the NFL has gone we've just been, gone into these you know, spread offenses and, hey, let's get everybody spread out. And, you know, let's just throw the ball 70% of the time. And, and you know, I understand why. That's like, to me, that's, you know, when you throw the ball really well and spread it out and you do all that. So that's like, a, you know, Viagra to 80-year-old owners. They, they love that crap, but that stuff don't, that stuff don't win championships.
1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Slareth, uh, what do you think about Lamar Jackson, man? I mean, there was a time where everybody was like, oh, he's not any good. And I don't know what the hell they were watching. Like, this guy just wins. Mark, that's all he does. He just wins. And I know the numbers are not not comparable to what some of these other quarterbacks have done this season. But I thought going into last night was an MVP game between him and Purdy. And you could throw Christian McCaffrey in there. And he and he walks out the winner. Like, he leaves the circle the winner last night if you're talking about the MVP.
3: Oh, I don't think there's any question. And, you know, there's there's days when you look at what's going on or times back in the past when you look at what's going on. And, um, and you know, one of the things that, that you would say, well, he's had a tough time you know, when, when teams don't have to play single high, when they don't get one-on-ones all the time because they was such a unique running game. And, um, and so, you know, in those times when they got behind and he had to throw them back into competition or throw them back into games where that wasn't, he wasn't as versed as that because, you know, ultimately that's not what their offense was. Mm. And so you didn't get a lot of work at that. And so I understand those criticisms. I've had those criticisms in the past, um, but when you talk about what they're doing right now and Todd Munkin has opened up that offense, they're mm-hmm. still super physical. They still run the heck out of the football, but you know, where I would look at it and and it, it was interesting because I was on TV last week, uh, you know, talking about it. I go, if, if it was a quarterback award and this is what I hate about the MVP, it's like the Heisman. It's become right. a quarterback award, which right. I think is garbage. But I was like, you know, going into that game last week or a week and a half ago, whatever it was, I was on television I was like, I'd probably go Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill. If It has to be a quarterback award. Right. And, you know, they were asking me between Purdy and, and, um, and Lamar. I said I would give it to Lamar simply because his numbers not, might not be great, but you look at what he does um, and you look at the effect he had, and you saw it last night. Mm. His ability when you have the defense, when the defense has you dead to rights and you can make 14 people miss and scramble around and make a play, i mean it's it's remarkable what that guy is able to do and how he creates you know those opportunities and those one on ones for his receivers on the outside you know to break loose and and get free it's it's just he's been amazing there's no question about it.
4: It is uh, Mark Slareth, guys, Pro Bowlers, and again, Super Bowl winner with us here on Dukes Bell, our weekly visit. The knock on the Cowboys and the Dolphins is they're they're exciting to watch, but they can't beat good teams, and the Dolphins found a way. What do you make of that, and do you buy Dallas in the playoffs?
3: Yeah, I mean, Dallas is always one of those teams that I I would look at and say, you know, until you can do it against good teams on a consistent basis um and do it on the road you know i, I just have questions about them so that's kind of where i would go with the dallas cowboys i think miami is one of those teams that are a lot more they're a lot more physical than you think especially on the defensive side of the ball um but again they rely they they rely they run the ball but they run the ball mostly outside the numbers and they're pretty uniquely built that way on their speed game but um yeah, they're they're kind of the same for me, you know, until you kind of consistently do it um and show that you can win kind of those those tough games um you know, away from away from the security of your home turf, like that that they would be a question for me. Well,
2: as we uh talk about this playoff pitcher, I mean, it's crazy. We were looking at the numbers and you know, the NFC, uh, it, it seems like the AFC pitch is a lot clearer, right? Dolphins have clinched, Ravens. But the NFC is a lot murkier as far as what this is going to look like. Uh, after that loss last night, Niners 11-4, and four, Eagles 11-4, and four, Lions 11-4. And, um, and And it's like, okay, what's this going to look like? And who it truly is the best team? Do you think the 49ers take a hit after that loss? I say no because they're not going to play that Ravens defense every week.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, and the other thing is, is like, I don't care who you are. You, you turn it over five times, you know, you throw four picks um, early and then a fifth late, uh, like you're going to lose. So uh, you just can't, especially with a good team, you give the Baltimore Ravens or anybody short fields like that. It's just, I mean, there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do. So, um, but, you know, if they played again, you know, three or four times would with the Ravens be favored. Yeah. But by much. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they're still pretty closely contested, closely matched. And um, and if, you know, San Francisco was, was able to kind of not have those turnovers. I mean, you saw McCaffrey averaging like seven, eight yards a carry in the first half. And, and obviously some of that was, you know, this strategy behind how you're going to stop them. You know, take away the big chunk plays in the passing game. Take away the Debo's you know, the Debo Samuels and the uh, Iukes and, and George Kittle and all those big chunk plays, run-after-catch plays, and, you know, we'll give up the run because I, I think part of that is we'll give up four or five yards a carry, but it's hard to put together drives, you know, consistently of, of you know, 75 yards just running it at four or five yards a carry. So, eventually, you got to put, you know, the ball in the air. And so, like, I thought that was part of the, the lack of their ability to stop the run early was mostly game-planning stuff. Um, playing with a light box and just saying we're just not going to let you beat us with the big passing game. So I think if they played again, you know, it'd be a, a tight game, and we maybe get to see that in the Super Bowl. That would be awesome if mm-hmm. uh, if it were. But I still think uh, San Francisco's a damn good team.
4: All right, big guy. Well, we you know what uh, game you got this week, by the way.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I got San Francisco at Washington. Hey. Okay. All right. yeah, no, hey. N- no NFC South, so I get a little break from the South.
4: There you <laughs> right, go. Man.
3: hail to there the we...
4: commanders yeah. hey man great thanks for the time Mark happy holidays thanks for coming on
3: yeah absolutely guys take care Merry Christmas you
2: too man Odyssey NFL Insider host of the Stinking Truth Podcast and brought to you by Old Spice
1: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details Hyundai there's joy in every journey